Clicksing It is brought to you by GlassCabinetHobbies.com, where you can find case breaks, singles, and comic books of your favorite superheroes and supervillains. So head on over to GlassCabinetHobbies.com and use code CLICKSINGIT to receive 5% off your order. Also, if you want to help support the show, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash clicksingit and you can be entered into our monthly giveaways. Now, here we go. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody out there in Clicksland, and welcome to episode number 74 of the Clicksing It podcast. I, like always, am your host, Adam, and with me in the studio is Dan and Tyler. Kane is taking another night off. That is our crew, and boy, I don't even know where to start on today's podcast because we have a ton of stuff to go over through in about an hour and a half to get into it. But before we do that, let's get get into a quick, how was our week? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There are seven days, there are seven days, there are seven days in a week. We'll start out with our good buddy Tyler. Tyler, how has your week been so far? Uh, pretty typical. Didn't do anything special, really. Um, work. Had a couple 12-hour shifts just for a little extra cash because I'm going to need it with all the Dr. Dooms we're going to have. Um, Dwayne came over on Saturday, and we played a couple games, and I made fun of him because he came over to play Hero Clicks on Saturday but didn't want to come over to watch the Royal Rumble on Sunday because he's scared of COVID. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that makes sense, but it's Dwayne, so whatever. Um, Sunday, watched the Royal Rumble, um, made venison, you know, normal pay-per-view stuff. All right. Uh, Dan, what about you? Um, it was my birthday on Thursday. That's right. Happy birthday, Dan. You're getting old just Indeed. like me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, catch, I'm catching up to you there. I'm, I'm 29 now. I'm like, oof. All well, my unfortunately, like, oh. you will never catch up to me. You'll always be the same distance. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, not necessarily. One of you could, like, die. <laughs> Jeez, that's a way to oh, look wow. at it. Thanks. Wow. I mean, I, I appreciate the blunt honesty. Like that there, but, morbid you know, twist. A little bit, but yeah, you know, so uh, nothing major. I, uh, my significant other came over. She brought me a cake. It was very nice. Um, she got me some cufflinks. So nothing major. Otherwise, uh, this weekend was pretty quiet, especially with the massive snowstorm on Sunday. So yeah, we got. Uh, we got a good eight to ten inches here in Wisconsin, which is a a dusting for us. So we didn't think too much of it. No, but I was like, I was happy I didn't have to go anywhere. I was like, oh, this, this is nice. I'm okay with this. Um, as for my week, I played two more rounds in the Coffee and Clicks tournament. I ended up winning both of them, so I am in the top four. Um, I did play against George Masu in top sixteen. He had a Nimrod. Uh, with a 100-point Amazo with a Latvian Engineer, I believe it was, and I just got lucky, and I think Nimrod only got one of his rollouts once, and that was on the very first Wolverine attack. And then um, I forgot how good that Amazo is because I never really have played him, and he had all the cards, and he went with the Green Lantern one, so he got some running shot in there. But um, I was able to take out his Nimrod fairly quick, and I wasn't able to get his Amazo, but he... Did he get anything of mine? I'm trying to remember. 
He might have got one or two figures off. He got my Wolverine. I know that Wolverine just cannot survive in my matches, but he's just kind of like an alpha strike figure out there. And then in my top eight game, I played. Oh, I'm sorry, I forget. His, I think his name was Nick S. I forgot. I'm sorry, but um, he played a another astronomer team, which I am so sick of playing astronomer. I've played against him four times so far in this tournament, but it was an astronomer. It was a Dark Phoenix. It was a Sentinel-based Magneto, a um, Danger Room Magneto. It was Franklin Richards, Mary Jane, and Everett Ross, I believe it was. And, you know, he alpha-striked me with a Franklin Richards onto my Cyclops Sentinel. He needed a 6. He rolled a 5 twice, so I got lucky, so Sentinel survived. And then I just KO'd him with Wolverine. He brought over his Phoenix. He retaliated three of my people because um, Jubilee got off her shape change and so did Magneto. And then I killed that Dark Phoenix with Cyclops Sentinel. And then we just kind of did a rosy kind of thing, uh, like ring around the rosy kind of thing. And time was called and I won by five points, luckily, because he thought he had me because he made this great move to attack my 25 point Magneto with his danger room. And, he made a, if you don't if you have a chance check out the video but he made this really complex move to get to shoot my magneto and he's like yes i got him and i'm like okay mastermind the colossus no he only takes one damage and then time was called like 2 minutes later and i ended up winning by 5 points but it was a great matchup with him now i play against another one of his teammates which is i can't remember his name but he is playing a red onslaught Dark Phoenix, Franklin Richards, Proteus, Magneto team. So it's just going to be kind of like throw out onslaught. Hopefully get the mind control um, and stuff like that. So I have a plan, and it's all going to depend on if onslaught gets that first shape change. If not, I think I can win. <laughs> so, but I hate it coming down to a rollout, which he will have a thirty-three percent chance of getting. But uh. Hopefully I can make uh, top two. I'm already happy with the prizing that I'll get for top four or top three, whatever it is. But, um, yeah, that was my week. Oh, yeah, and I had a baby on Saturday, so I've been pretty <laughs> busy. <laughs> me, and the, like, oh, <laughs> me and the wife went to the hospital Saturday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. And at 12.22, Madison Jean Majeski was born. At six pounds, four ounces, 18 and a half inches long, and mom and baby are doing great. We're finally back home. We spent the last two and a half days in the hospital. We were hoping to come home last night, but we kind of didn't want to venture out into the snowstorm, and we thought we'd play it safe and wait till tomorrow morning, and it didn't discharge us until about noon, and then we got home at around 1 o'clock. So it was, it was interesting putting two kids to bed for the first time ever. So we'll see how that works off in my future. Um, yeah, so that was the weekend. I can't think of anything else that happens, but except for everything that happened in Heroclix. So let's get into the news. Oh, my Lord. Okay, like I said, I don't know where to begin with this podcast because we have a ton of Heroclix news. First off, as you guys probably saw, is Scott Porter released a video for the first unboxing of 
Future Foundations. Now, we were talking last week about how Future Foundation was supposed to come out like this month, and we didn't think that was really possible. But usually our cue is when Scott Porter drops a video, and then oh, three weeks two. later, it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the, was it the 17th, so two weeks from Wednesday. Yeah, So, but that is also what happened with House of X, and it got pushed back a month, so we'll see what happens. I know someone was saying that you can pre-order on like whizkids.com, but it says not available until March, so we'll see what happens. I don't see it on pre-order anywhere else, so we'll just have to wait and see. Same. But, I mean, um, they did. They did kind of announce this rather suddenly. They it didn't. They didn't really give an official drop date for this for a while, and then suddenly it's like, oh, February. Or like, wait, what? Yeah. Or at least that's the way it was to me. If someone else had known about it sooner, cool. But I certainly didn't hear anything until recently. Yeah, but um, the set looks great. We're going to talk a little bit about the things we could actually done have done a ton of previews on this episode because even HeroClix. Italy or Italian, whatever you want to call it, they dropped a ton of figures on one of their unboxings, and we saw a the, lot of figures. The evidence thread is like halfway done, or like no, it's more like two thirds. Like literally two thirds of the set have been spoiled. It's we're missing, we're missing seven super rare slots and five or no, two, four, six, seven, seven more. Wait, there's gonna be eight chases. Yeah, eight chases. Yeah, so I mean, one of these we'll probably do a seven, seven chases. Sorry, yeah. So they're, they're like two thirds of the set have been spoiled already. Like it's out, and we know what it is. So yeah, so we'll probably do a preview one of these days. Just not today, just because there's a lot more other stuff that I want to talk about, and I only have about an hour and a half to do it in. But um, you know, he pulled decent. I don't think he pulled any super rares or anything like that. So nothing too no, fancy it's, there. It's day, it's, it's day one, so no worries. Yeah, you know, still got um, the rest of the brick to go through. We did get to see the first chase, and this is the future chase, if I'm not mistaken, of the Council of Doom. Correct? Uh, hold on a second. It's yeah, yes, yes. This is the yeah. It's I don't know anything about this story, Tyler. You may have a better. I do not. Oh, okay. This, are we talking about the forearm thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have no idea of any anything. Yeah, about this. I have no idea. Um, so let's just, just go over this one because it is a chase. So real name, Victor Von Doom. He's got two point values, 150 and 75. Keywords are Latveria, Future, Robot, and Ruler. He's got three traits, the many faces of Doom. At the beginning of the game, you may choose a starting line of equal value on a character from your sideline that also has this trait. If you do, replace this character with the chosen character. So this is kind of like, what was that Superman? Wait, it's Superman or something like that power where you could just have a sideline of this one. It's probably Dooms. And depending on what your opponent plays, you can say, okay, I don't want this Doom. I want this Doom instead. So it's kind of like goes along with the Fantastic Four, Sue Storm, what she does with creating the new Fantastic Four where you can just basically adapt to your opponent playing, so it's a cool power. I'm thinking only the chases will have this, but they might surprise us and put them on some of the other dooms. He has another trait oh, called. There's only, there's only one other one, and let me take a look and see if he's got it because it's already been revealed. So oh, the the white suit uh, doom. Yeah, he's like a uncommon, I think, in the set. So, so yeah, just give me a second. I will find him. So, but you can keep going. Sure. The, the second trait is Four-Armed Monstrosity. Flurry, power, make three close attacks. Each time Doom hits with a close attack, modify the target's defense minus one. That's pretty good. 
Um, you can't. I mean, thankful, thankful you can't combo that with his charge. So yeah, you can't that. charge with that flurry attack, but you still can do regular flurry, and you yeah. still will do that minus one to defense. You don't have to do the three damages for that one. Um, and then life is conflict. Opposing forces can't take more costed actions each turn than one per 100 points of build total. So it's kind of like a 1776 where it doesn't get rid of your leadership or subtract. It just says you don't get, you still get the leadership roles. You just can't add it to your action pool. Yeah. So you are capped at the three per 300 points in modern basically. Yep, and the and as far the uncommon number twenty three, Doctor Doom does not have that. He, I think it's because he's the ally captain. So yeah, so it's probably just gonna be the Council of Doom chases that have this, and he's got great stats. It's twelve charge, twelve blades, eighteen invincible, four damage, battle fury, and that's pretty much it. It's he's a charge blades. He's got blades his entire dial. He's got charge for the first seven, and then sidestep for the last three. He's got reducers. He goes three with invincible. Th- I'm sorry, four invincible, three with impervious, three toughness, and then a full dial of battle fury. He is a boot symbol, so you're not going to be able to carry this guy around. No, and he he's, does. He's no improved movement either. Nope. A, I mean, so he's 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 huffing it and zero range. That's important. Yep, I'm too. just going to give him the surfboard. Ah, <laughs> uh, but he might he might give himself a token though. Oh well. So he's good. He'll be an interesting um, place or a figured uh, play, but I'll be interested to see what they do with the other seven out there. Um, there were some other ones that they uh, posted: High Evolutionary, a super rare Puppet Master, Silver Savage, who comes with the surfboard. Like Tyler was saying, what the surfboard does is it is ten points. It gives yep. you flight and hypersonic, and when an equipped character without the cosmic keyword uses hypersonic. After resolutions, deal or um, roll a d6. One through two, give that character an action token. Um, some other ones we got is Susan, Queen of Atlantis, and she is a title character. Yeah, she's good too. And then we have Herbie is the last one. So those are the super rares that have been spoiled so far. I'm not going to go over. I will go over one. Uh, well, there's no. There's also Puppet Master. There's yeah, High I Evolutionary. I mentioned them. Oh, I didn't hear you. I'm yeah. sorry. I worked my way from the bottom up on the list. Oh, gotcha. Um, we're not going to talk much about the rares and stuff like that, but I will mention they are coming out with a character again that I've been waiting for for a while. We haven't had one since Avengers, and that's they're bringing back Stardust, which is kind of cool. And, and she, I thought you'd be excited about Pybok, too. Pybok, well, it's Skrulls, so I'm excited for all the Skrulls, but I haven't <laughs> seen a Stardust There's in a while. There's a Skrull Mr. Fantastic. And there's a Skrull Sue Storm. There's a Pie Box. So who knows what else is going to be in the set. But Stardust also has that one trait that Binary has from the old set where she can use Pulse Wave as free. They're really liking giving free Pulse Wave out lately. Wait, wait. Yeah. No, it's not as free. Um, At no cost. No, it's, it's, well, yeah, but you, it's a, it's, no, it's, it's power action. Choose an unoccupied square within range and line of fire. Then start off can, can use pulse wave at no cost as if she occupied that square. Oh, so yeah, like, it's not, it's, it's not like it sounds not, free, but it's not, it's not, it's, it's the, uh, it's the Hadron enforcer basically yeah. from the guardians, Okay, but it's still good. Yeah. It's just, you know, you, you, she can't running shot pulse wave and then do that. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, 
but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like this set a lot actually. I think it's gonna be a fun set to do. Yeah. I mean, even Molecule Man looks good too. Yeah. Um, but isn't it Battle World Molecule Man too? Yeah, it's other Battle World, other yeah. But yeah. they are adding something besides the sidekick and ally or captain, all that kind of stuff. There's an ally mechanic in this too, so it's gonna be interesting to see what that is. But they're also it's got, there's like it's like it works looks like sideline active stuff for the allies. Oh, looks like. gotcha. But they're also doing this thing called legacy cards. So how legacy cards work is they're gonna be in this shiny, like holographic, sparkly card. Uh, they're not going to be coming in the boosters. They're going to be coming between the brick and the plastic wrap. So it's going to be interesting to see how stores are going to do this because the stores are going to be able to, when they start putting stuff on the shelf, they're going to be able to see the card and they'll probably just sell it individually. I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Uh, I might. So I can tell you what the cards are going to be. Like, there's eight of them in total. Oh, they, so they have released all eight of them. Yeah. So, well, they haven't released all eight of them, but we know what the eight are. Okay. But so before be you do them. that, what the legacy cards are going to do is they're going to make golden age figures, these certain figures, modern age. So they're going to be tournament legal. So yep. it seems like a lot of them are from Captain America, the old set. And Guardians of the or Galactic Guardians. There's also one from Chaos War. There is one. Oh, that's right. Okay. So why don't you go and tell what eight the eight are? So the eight are Zavin, She-Hulk, Morg, Mister Fantastic. Are you able Thing. to say what set they're from so people know? No, because they, they're just. They're, I think what I'm thinking is Mister Fantastic or Thing. I uh, hold on. Let me double check. That's got to be from Galactic Guardians. I think so. So is Morg. Yeah, he was also from Galactic Guardians. Uh, Morgan Le Fay is from Chaos War. Yes, but I don't, I don't know. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, there's the Nova, Nova Flame Johnny, which I don't remember which he was, which set he was from. That was Captain America. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay, so Galactic Guard. Yeah, and then I don't. Let me look at. Let me find. Do we have a picture? Uh, no, I just have the list. I don't have any. There was no pictures of the other cards that were just announced. So Zavin was from yeah Galactic Guardians. So it looks like a lot of these are from Galactic Guardians. I'm trying to. So find I, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking most of these are from Galactic Guardians. I think Morgan Le Fay is like the one um, outlier because she's from Chaos War. Yeah, Galactic Guardians was back in 2012. So we have figures like Morg, who now I know what they're doing is they're giving them different traits. But they're yeah, they're up, they're they're updating them a lot, which is cool. Um, the special powers are also getting updated. Like things, special damage power was updated quite a bit to reflect the new wording, and it's actually better than it was before. So, but their combat values and their point costs are not changed. Now, see, that's where I have a problem with this. I'm okay yeah, I mean, with them keeping so their values, but I felt like they should have d- adapted their points to what they would be pointed at now. I mean, the problem with that is because on it's on the dial, so it's, it is that's, that's problematic. But they could have made a trait saying, you know, you can play this character at this, or you, rather than whatever the point value is they currently are. I thought they said somewhere in one of these releases that if the point cost on the legacy card is different 
from the uh, point cost on yeah, the dial, you go by the card. Yes, hold on. Uh, hold on. Let me. I can. I, I can read that off right now. Hold on. Because uh, yeah. So all right. This is how it reads: Legacy cards. Like a legacy card corresponds with a HeroClix figure from a past HeroClix set release. If played using the legacy card, a legacy card character is considered modern legal with the set whose set symbol sh- is shown on the legacy card. If a legacy card for a character has different point values and or combat symbols than the dial for the figure, they use the point value slash combat symbols shown on the legacy card instead. So then they might have so different point values. They, yeah, yeah. but as far as we know, Morg does not. He's 165. The Thing does not. He's 140. Invisible Woman does not. She's 110. If they did do that, then there, there might be something on the card that we haven't seen yet, but we haven't, we've only seen three out of the eight, so we don't know about the rest of them. And I'll tell you right now, none if there is probably there's only one figure that I can think of, and that's Morgan Le Fay, that is worth the points what they bring compared to back then. Because like Morg, 165 points for a 10 hypersonic, 10 attack, 17 invul, and four damage start. No one in their right mind's gonna pay that. You can get He's got an extra trait now, which the trait's not bad, but it's not it's not meta. So you, I'll pay fifty points for a Captain Marvel with a Reality Gem before I pay one hundred and sixty-five points for that. He wasn't even playable back then. The Sue Storm, you can make an argument for. I I don't know what the new thing does with his trait, but even well, for I can, that, I can I can read him off real quick. So I'm okay. so glad you can because I'm looking at the pictures of these cards and I'm like, there's too much going on right yeah, now. Yeah, I is, literally cannot read. There's it. a there's a lot of metallic. So all right, he's got this first. The new trait is Marvel's first family unique modifier. When thing heals from the Fantastic Four team ability after resolutions, remove an action token and modify things combat values plus one until the end of your next turn. They so, all have that, I think, right? Oh, they do. Okay, I, I didn't know. If I they think did or not. I think the suit card. Oh yeah, that. she she has that as well. Yeah, um, his his damage power was updated, so it's had enough clobbering yet. Sidestep, which was not on there before. Close combat expert. When an opposing character takes damage from things close attacks after resolutions, choose one. Deal that character one unavoidable damage, or make a close attack targeting that character at that end that can activate on each hit. So he can just keep going. Yeah, basically. But- He's still a 10, 10, 17, 4 starting off. 8, 10, 18, 4. 8, 10. So 8, oh, yes. 10 for 140 points. Yes, there's perplexes and probs and everything like that. But And the new and the new invisible woman can make him stealthy so he can't get here. It's harder to shoot him while he moves up. Yes, there yes. there is some things you can do. Yes, he's still expensive, but I don't I don't necessarily think the thing with these cards was to put out a meta piece. No. So that's what I, I think. This is just pure enjoyment of saying, "Hey, we want to like try to give new, a new, fresh, a breath, air, and life into these old dials or figures." So here's a good way to help say or like to be like, "Hey, veteran figures, you can now use one of your old figures that you have that might be sitting in your box in modern legal." So well, I'm not saying, like, I'm not, and I'm not saying meta competitive. I'm just saying in general, kind of like magic because my roommate plays magic so every three four five years they reprint a whole bunch of old cards that's in essentials what they're doing which i mean i i kind of like it it's kind of it's kinda, it's a neat idea and they're at least trying to take things that are related related to the set 
most of the way. Like they're doing a Herald, they're doing more Fantastic Four people. They're you know, they're doing they're doing a scroll. Zavin's a scroll. So all I can think about is I feel like these guys were watching the the Member Berries episode from South Park, and they're like, "Hey, we have an idea how to make people remember the past. Let's make legacy cards for figures that are eight years old and see if they want to play them in modern." So I, I mean, I like the idea. I really do. I I can't tell right now. But I feel like the way they're going about it is a little. Unless there's a point value change, I none of these figures, maybe Morgan Le Fay, just because she was amazing back then, could possibly see some play. Hey, don't don't talk that one up right now. That's the one I want, and I'm, I bet you that will be the one. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna have to shell out a hundred bucks now to pay for that. And that's the thing is, I don't even want to think of what these cards are gonna cost on the th- the third whatever the secondary market. Like the, I mean, maybe not morgue, obviously, but I don't even think I don't even think the thing one is going to be that expensive, or the or the Sue one, the ones that have been revealed, I don't think are going to be super expensive. Yeah, and the fact that will it'd be interesting to see, like I said, how the stores are actually going to sell the ones that come. I I'm, I'm really surprised they just didn't throw them in the boosters. Like, why not? I don't know the reasoning for that. It's kind of like a t- not like a team up card, but just kind of a bonus. Oh, hey, I got the lucky, I got the legacy card. Well, and, they're supposed to. They're coming one per brick, so I they don't are. know why necessarily. But I mean, I don't know. As long as you're buying a brick, you should be guaranteed. That's what they. That's what they said in their announcement. I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think even Porter said it. And I feel so bad for people like Rob Peterson, who is a completionist for sets. And if there are eight of these and you have to buy a brick to get one, what the chance are you able to see what card it is while looking at the brick or is it like in a sleeve or something? No, it's in a sleeve. So you won't see it. So you can't even tell. So you can't even like go to your store and be like, Hey, let me see your bricks and see which ones you have. So that kind of sucks. I mean, I wouldn't expect it to be fully visible. So yeah. I mean, I just kind of think of it how with Incredible Hulk, how they had uh, AI Marine as like the buy it by the brick, and it was just in the boosters. That's what I was kind of hoping they'd do with the legacy cards. Just throw it in a booster, and then the lucky person gets it. Cool. Uh, It doesn't take up a prime, a chase, or a super rare spot. It's just an added thing to put in there. Yeah, I thought they would, but again, it's their distro, so I, I don't know. And I mean, and they're throwing. So, and I was talking this to some guys last night because there was a match for the Coffee and Clicks um, tournament, and we just hung out afterwards and um, talked. But they're throwing so many new mechanics into this set, and then with Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, it's all going to change. So it's like, no, it's not. It's not going to change. It is, and it isn't. They're just. They're like Wonder Woman set is going to be more streamlined and simplistic versus this set. They're trying to introduce their other new mechanic. So there's, yeah, but there's they're no... changing a whole bunch of powers and stuff. Like, I just, I, I really hope they don't do this where it's a one and done, like with the web tokens from uh, Web of Spider Man. I think it was like with the whole Captain and Ally thing. I hope it's not like one time and then they're never going to do it again. 
when they come out with a good mechanic like this, like team cards, I like that. Like, add on to that. Do it some more. Maybe you screwed it up the first time, but then you can fix it up. Like, they obviously screwed up Justice League because they should not have put 130 of them in that set. No, but they fixed it within House of X, where those are much better, and they're a lot. there's a lot less of them. And that's what I mean. They fixed it. They didn't just, okay, we're not going to do this one anymore. And they still messed up their wording. <laughs> yeah, I, they They were more assuming... Um, what was going to happen with some of those cards rather than... True, but at the same... No, I just meant that the team cards are... I feel like they're better overall. Yes. Um, yeah, they just tried to make... Like with the Superman, there was no reason to make 13 or 11 how many there were for every single person he's ever come in contact with, ever. But speaking of new rules, I'm sure you guys out there have seen that WizKids are... Changing things up a little bit. Now, I have not had a chance to read any of these. They've uh, released, has it been three articles so far? I think technically, well, three that address things specifically, but they released four in total. Yeah, the fourth one was a feedback one, so we don't really have to talk about that one. The first one was also just like a, hold on, was just like a, this is what we're kind of doing, and here's our, our thought process, like try to... Now you know, was the rule, the rule zero was like intro and goals. That's what their title of that one was. So so was I've heard two different things. One I've heard this is more like a testing phase right now, and others is that it's official, it's coming. What have you heard? I, I don't know. I haven't really heard anything honestly. Besides, that, I'm just thinking it's happening. So okay. at this point, I'm assuming it's happening too. So let me scroll through Facebook. All these things. I already have them up. So. I know, but I want to kind of have it in front of me as well. Um, so article one is the indomitable knot. So, yep. Dan, you have read these, so I'm going to have you read this and kind of go over it, and then me and Tyler will give our opinion on this. So what is it about the indomitable knot they're talking about? Okay, so the indomitable knot is what they're referencing is some of their design philosophy. A lot of this has to do with like their design philosophy and what, They've gone to people, I don't know who specifically, and they've gotten feedback, and so they're trying to adjust things in order to compensate for that. So they essentially got rid of pushing damage. So they said the original purpose of pushing damage was to implement a cost of acting frequently with your character. It meant that there were basically two costs in original hero clicks. The pre-game point cost to include a character on your force and mid-game clicks of damage to act consistently with them, even though pushing damage is a cost. Those benef- There are benefits to the game that it exists, and they talk about those. There's, like, there's a skill test in knowing when to push and when to pass, being able to push as a way to switch from one set of powers to another, and uh, most rare one is it gives player a way to KO their own character to trigger a benefit. Um, so, And then they said originally, like acting consistently with your biggest threat that had you advantageously positioned was seen as a huge benefit. And then we've they've come to feel that benefits of pushing damage weren't worth the trade-offs. Um, so that's why they have eliminated uh, pushing damage as a part of the game. So all characters can then act twice and push, get the second token, but not actually take pushing damage. Are you still allowed to take pushing damage? Uh, no. So not the, way, not the way I read it, no. Any pushing kind of damage activation clicks are... Kind of screwed right now. You'll have no, they changed it. That's, um, well, yeah, I wanted to get to that after because they, yeah. did, they did. They're in their two point five. They went at least with a few fingers that are recent with those 
activation clicks and said, hey, this is the errata to someone with an activation click. Okay. So the next part is they covered willpower, is that willpower was a standard power that then prevents you from taking pushing damage because you can ignore it. So what they're doing is... Um, uh, was so the the rip and the ripple effects of removing like pushing damage. So thus they then they thought, well, okay, willpower is then really not useful anymore. So they're changing it. They're changing it to be uh, t- similar to leadership, but it's basically for yourself. So willpower for twenty twenty one is at the beginning of your turn, you may roll a d six five through six, remove an action token from this character. So it's self leadership on a five through six. Um. It's they they like that it's automatic and has a variance. They also like the timing. Um, if a character with willpower is KO'd, there isn't usually a situation that where they wasted time rolling to remove an action token that was meaningless. So um, there there was some other reasoning for their changes, but it mostly had to tie in back to getting rid of pushing damage because then obviously willpower is somewhat useless because so they had to update it. And then the last thing is indomitable. So there was. The combat symbol that we all know, the stripe through the shield, is indomitable. Um, so with that, they made a change to it where that is no longer... They're, they're just removing that key phrase from the rules. So indomitable no longer exists because you don't have to worry about taking pushing damage anymore. So the benefit of having indom is no longer there. It doesn't take away from characters that had indom. They'll still be just as effective as they were because they can still move twice without taking pushing damage. I um, disagree they, with that, but... They just, didn't, they just didn't necessarily get a but I felt I feel like they got a debuff because the points for the figures were paid yes. with that. So yeah. figures That's that are have in Dom now should be less points than what they are right now. Well, that's yeah, that's where they lose out was because Indom was built into their point cost. So then, yes, I don't know like what the actual cost for Indom ever was in their formula, but. That's that's the short end of the stick for characters with indomitability. Is that yes, the pre these rule change updates, the characters will be slightly more expensive because built into the point cost. So, and then the last change in this article um, is uh, the of colossal stamina, and this was another thing that was also addressed in the two point five article because standard characters that have colossal stamina are going to be different than characters with the actual like colossal symbol or, and all that ha- that have that so um they're because they're changing how colossal stamina works or like actually they're they're changing it and and uh folding it into great size basically or in a, in a different way so um they colossal stamina was they thought was a valuable benefit to colossal figures so but they didn't want to trim it away like they did with indomitable so they were their goals were to allow colossal and perhaps giant figures to act more frequently than standard-sized characters, but avoid the negatives of pushing damage. So to ensure larger figures are still fun and compelling for people to use, obviously, because um, you don't want them to take a hit. So when they realized that the largest benefit could be the same, it was they were trying to streamline it. So basically, they updated great size, the great size key phrase. So the great size key phrase includes the improve, improved movement and improved targeting, lines of fire, Two or f- drawn to or from this character are not blocked by elevated terrain or out or outdoor blocking terrain and are hindered only if the line <clears throat> of fire is drawn to a square of hindering terrain that includes the target. And then the last portion that they added is now this character can use willpower and, ex- and succeeds on a roll of three to six protected pulse wave, which is really good. That's a really good buff to giant and colossal sized figures, especially ones that 
didn't necessarily have the indomitable symbol before. Like my the one that I know off the top of my head is the regular Giganto from Avengers Infinity was a figure that was colossal that did not have indom. So now, I, even though it's not modern, that figure will play significantly better than what it did before. Um, so let's make Dark Phoenix even more broken. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was, there was let's that. Let's give Plus, her self-leadership 50%, or not more than 50%, 66%. Yeah, it's, it's two-thirds. It's two, it's two oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy when she rotates. And believe me. did Wendigo have Indomitable or no? Yeah, he did, but he's getting the benefit of being giant, so he'll get the three yeah. through six roll for having great size. So he'll be, able, he'll also be able to self leadership on a three through six. What about it's it's symbol right, not base? No, it's it's great size. So it's anyone with the either giant or colossal symbol. Yeah, so like sentinel bases wouldn't matter. So like a magneto or a juggernaut. No, it's only if they have the great size symbol. Okay. One of the great one of the great size symbols, obviously. I can't remember if juggernaut's considered a giant from that set. Which with that the Dark Phoenix saga? Yeah, yeah. he's a giant. He is a giant. So he, he he gets even better. He will now be able to self leadership him off. So even if he somehow got a token because he didn't yeah. roll up enough walls he now can just take it off himself. Yeah. Ugh. So I kind of like that. I'm like, Ooh, that juggernaut gets even better. Yeah. Um, and then the last part about this article was the team abilities. So they had to adjust the Masters of Evil team ability because it gave everyone that with Masters of Evil colossal stamina. So now Masters of Evil is basically PD for close attacks. When an adjacent friendly character makes a close attack, modify the target's defense minus one if the target is adjacent to this character. All right, so that's a lot. So before we move on to the next rule change, let's talk a little about this. Who likes these changes? Dan, do you like these changes or no? I like the Colossal Stamina change in a way because of the fact that they also went back and addressed these standard size characters that have Colossal Stamina. Um, I think this makes them a lot more playable. Uh, This I don't necessarily mind. Uh, the willpower and the indomitable is kind of like I'm on the fence. I get why they changed it, and I feel like they addressed it. So, like, willpower is not a it's not a useless power now. Um, I am a little hurt on the indomitable because I always valued figures that had indom. I think a large portion of my collection is figures that have that, but I don't feel like it necessarily makes them worse. But beyond the fact that their point cost is a little inflated, but that happens with any older figures that compared to newer figures it always feels like their point cost is a little high compared to old stuff or compared to new stuff so but i mean for the most part i'm i'm trying to pull the good out of this because i feel like rules changes are going to happen like the game has to somewhat evolve it can't just stay completely stagnant so and 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 we you know it's been it's been four-ish years since the last, because the last one was 2017, so. Tyler, what about you? I don't mind. Now that they, like, my biggest problem after reading this article was the Colossal Stamina, because, like, the first article, they don't talk about the standard characters that have Colossal Stamina. Like, we mentioned God Doom and Juggernaut most prevalently because they're the newest ones, but they fixed that with a later article, so I'm not as 
annoyed with that one. The changes, the getting rid of Indomitable thing is kind of dumb, but whatever. Um, the willpower change is fine. I so mostly I'm okay with the changes. I am not okay with the reasons why they're changing everything. So specifically, the we're getting rid of pushing damage because I gotta find it in the article because um, it feels bad. Because it feels bad, like, there was a line in here somewhere that was like, well, what if you miss, and then you have to take a pushing damage? Well, that's the calculated risk. That's risk risk. management. Exactly. That's the calculated risk that you take when you decide to push a character. Like, it's all built into the game. Like, if you don't want to take that miss and the push, then don't push. Yeah. Like... That's all part of the game. And then it was like, what was the other one that got me really annoyed? Um, the, to a new, okay. So the deeper strategic, this is their second bullet point on why, right? The deeper strategic decision to push your character in order to shift to a new power set vastly widens the gap between rookies and veterans. Um, how? Because the damn dials are printed on the back of the card now, and you can't stop me from looking at your cards. So, I don't, like, everything, their reasonings why everything's getting changed is a slap in the face to veteran players, I feel like. And as a veteran player, it's kind of insulting. Yeah, I felt that was a little tone deaf. Like, that statement was, was like, okay, um, where are we going with this? Yeah. Um, but just... at, the, at, at the same time, I always come back to a phrase that I've heard before um, in card games specifically. It's uh, knowing not just um, how to play something, but when to play it. And I think that's what they're trying to get at necessarily, is that the more experienced players do have the, like, all right, I know I'm here. I can push to here. And then I'll have a, you know, I understand, like, there is a there is a competitive advantage to that, even though, like, even normally, you know, just being able to be like, all right, I can go push in and, uh, like, say I'm on a click where I have, like, toughness, but I know my next click has reflexes, but both of my next click have charge. So, all right, I'll charge in, I'll hit, and then I'll push to reflexes, so I'll have a better chance of surviving next turn because I'll be harder to hit up close. So even though I necessarily don't have a reducer, I have now a buff to my defense for close attacks, you know? So on the one hand, I get it, but the way they stated it was really tone deaf. I just, not a fan. Because they did this the last time. What was the last time they did rule changes to? 2017, it was right during Mighty Thor. And and it was like, oh, we're going to, I don't remember the specific changes, but it was like, oh, we're going to do all this to make it easier for newer players. Well, what about the people that have been playing this game since 2002? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more... I would be more okay with it if they just said, hey, look, we're trying to evolve the game some more, um, and this is the changes we're going to make. Like, I don't necessarily think that that's bad. They're trying to, like... No, I... Evolve the game. So, like, if they just would have said that, I'd be like, this feels like they... more okay with it. This feels like they made... Or not necessarily made all this up, but they, like, went about it in this way, thinking that, like, oh, we need to soften the blow... Because if we just state we want to do this, we'll get too much blowback from like us just wanting to try to change the game. And I'm more of the mind that 
you should just come out and state like just if you want to change it change it it's not like it's your game you make it you can literally yeah. change it however you want this this point kind of annoyed me too their last bullet point on why it says sometimes many things happen between the decision to take pushing damage and actually taking the damage that make it easy to overlook it isn't unheard of for a character to take an action where they do two things, such as charge and pick up an object along the way, and resolve a few die rolls. Oh, that was another thing that annoyed me. Sorry. By the time a player should take the click of damage, it's easier to forget. Well, that's kind of on you as a player. Like, you kind of have to know how to actually play the game to be playing the game. Yeah. And, and then, that's, with, that's with anything. That's remembering when right. to use perplex or outwit or whatever. I mean... And then... The other thing that that just reminded me of is, like, they're getting rid of Indomitable. One of the reasons why was, since this is the, actually from the article says, since new willpower causes each character to roll a die, we don't want a team of Indomitable characters to roll five plus dice at the start of every turn, putting a cap on willpower so it can continue to be tied to Indomitable isn't elegant. We also didn't want to create feel-bad moments where players would forget to use it. Um, you don't want to make dice rolls, more dice rolls. It's a damn dice game. They're, like, they just changed Valeria and Baby Groot because they do too much damage for free because you don't have to roll any dice. And then in the next big change, we're going to take away dice rolls. Like, it's a dice game. Deal with it. For me, I'm kind of along with Tyler. I'm okay with the Colossal Stamina because I feel like a lot of people don't use Colossal Figures. This might get people more interested in using them. I don't know if they should have made it a 3 through 6, maybe a 4 through 6 to give it a 50-50 shot to take off that token. I think 3 through, three through 6 is a little excessive. I mean, if you thought Galactus was disgusting before, yeah. wait till you can field him now. Um... I don't... This is my problem with them just getting rid of Indomitable. Here's how I, w- I wish they would have done it. They should have just changed willpower to... Instead of does not take pushing damage, made it this. So just say... Or I'm sorry, just instead of having... The problem I have with having everybody have willpower is I feel like... Powers on a figure are are supposed to reflect that figure. So if someone has yeah. willpower, that's like a Superman. That's what they do. They can do more than a normal person. So if you have someone like a Superman compared to a Green Arrow, Green Arrow can't just keep going and going and going. A Superman or a Hulk, someone like that, that's what that power is based off of, but based off of is what they can do. So I wish they wouldn't have made it like, Everyone gets willpower. They should have just changed if they were having that kind of an issue. Willpower. Well, everybody doesn't get willpower anymore. It's now you just you just don't. They got rid of the pushing. Yeah, you, you know what I meant. Um, well, you know, I know. I just yeah. There, clarify. There is a there is there is a difference because yes. now pick characters that have willpower. Oh, okay. we'll get we'll get we'll get a buff because now they can pull tokens off of themselves turn over turn yeah. if you roll, which is. Not bad. I think it's still good now. Okay, my caveat to that is what are they going to do with the Cosmic Clash Doom who can only take tokens off of himself via his own I, that was That was like, when they announced it, that was my first thought. I'm like, well, his trait specifically says he can only take tokens off of himself in this fashion. Yeah. But, it's, but it's because he has Indomitable. 
so he won't have willpower. So he'll just be. Doesn't he have? Uh, he'll operate. He'll operate the same way. No, he, he never gets. Way. He never gets willpower. So he'll operate yeah. the same way he did before. But there's other char- there's other characters that do that too, where it's like, and I'm well, they probably won't make anymore. But you know, it, and that's an isolated incident. But it's also well. There's like the... I'm think the first the other one that I thought of immediately was like King Thor. Was now he can have two rollouts to remove a token because oh, he, yeah. he has he has cosmic energy, which then power gives power. him willpower, and then he has his yeah. trait, which is like I can roll a d6 and five to six of taking the token off myself. So would I want to imagine a term where he pushes to that second click, and then he rolls two five through sixes, and now he has no tokens? Right. So. Oh, but Wizkids doesn't care about anything unless it's in modern. So. No, but I, I just I was like, oh, he's he could be kind of disgusting now. But so. I think my biggest problem with this whole article, and I'm going to get into that everyone doesn't take pushing damage in a second, but why just make Indom null and void? If you're going to change willpower, change Indom. Change it to something else. You don't just be like, okay, the... Because nowadays, more I'd say 50%, if not more, in a set have Indom. Indom. So, mm. yeah. So just make it something else. Don't just wipe it, wipe it from the history books. Give it, make it do something else. I don't know why they can't just do that. I don't know what. I don't have that answer because. Well, part of the reason is they're we're, they're just like starting with Wonder Woman. We're just not going to see that combat symbol anymore. Yeah. The problem becomes obviously that not everything in the current modern is going to be from Wonder Woman forward, obviously. Yeah. So it's like, what do they do in the meantime to not, like, I just don't understand why they couldn't just, this character has willpower until Wonder Woman. And then after that, you know, like make the difference. Like if it came out before Wonder Woman, Indomitable gives them willpower. And then from Wonder Woman forward, we're not going to see the combat symbol anyway. So what's the big deal? No, because the, the the indomitable shield will be the standard like shield symbol now. Like that's like the, uh-huh. what's basically going away is the the blank shield. Yeah. Well, that's dumb, but okay. And then, so my problem with the pushing damage is pushing dealing pushing damage to a character was very strategic. It was part of the game. So, for instance, let's say I have a character that has perplex. I have one token on them. And I want to do an attack with somebody, but I know that my one person that has a token has prob. And I want to use prob just in case. So maybe I push him into position, I get him that prob click, and now I can make my attack with the prob. It was a strategic part of the game that I think a lot of people are going to miss because a lot of them, there were figures out there that were meant to be pushed because you could you know, move up and then, oh, they're in my, they're within my range to do an attack or something like that. I want to push them. I like what their next clicks look like. It was, I, it's because it's just going to take away another part of the game that I think was very important to the game. Well, and that's kind of the, um, curving the learning curve. To, they're changing the learning curve to the newer players. And that's part of it, I think. Yeah. What newer players is what I want them. Like, they are acting like they are getting this abundance of new players 
that no one sees. Like <laughs> They're not getting a ton of new players. I know they're trying to get new players because, like I said in the last episode, eventually the elder players are going to die, and they're going to need new meat for this game. So what I'm what I'm thinking, if the way everything's written, and I'm trying to read between the lines a little bit here, what I'm thinking they're talking about is actually new player retention, not necessarily just getting new players, is that they might get new players that buy stuff, are excited at first, and then, you know, they are just become disinterested with the things that they're trying to address, and that's why they're dropping clicks as a hobby. And so if you that's, don't... that's what I'm thinking they're trying to actually state. Even okay. and, and if my, you want and, new players, don't jack up the price and then make the distribution crap for the, their latest set. So I'm not going to buy this, oh, we're doing it for the new players. Because when you are looking for new players, you're not doing that kind of stuff as a business plan. Like when I'm finding new clients for my business, I'm not now charging $500 more than what I was. So I'm not buying this, we're doing it for newer players. I'm, I'm really not. Tyler, what were you going to say? My counter-argument to Dan is, okay, look at how many times we've played at Barrister, and we have a person come up and ask what game we're playing. We kind of explain it to them. They seem genuinely interested, and then we never hear from them again. I'm, I'm going to one-up you on that, Tyler. How many times have we had a new player come, we give them, here's my one swear for the episode, a shit ton of free figures... Like, literally, here's a box of figures for you to play so you don't have to buy anything right now. And then never see them again. We're literally giving them stuff for the game. They don't have to pay anything for it. And then they never show up again. Yeah. Because when you are a new player and you see this game, at some point you're going to ask, how do you get the figures? We say, oh, you buy this booster. Now it's $16 for five figures. You might get a good one. You might get a bad one. If I was a new player and I heard that, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. Bye. Like, I'm not going to pay $16 for five figures for maybe a good figure. I don't know what's good and what's not as a new figure yeah. as a new player so i don't know really know the value i mean you can try and one up it oh there's some figures in this set that are worth a hundred dollars but good luck pulling it um, isn't that like not like with most collectible games where you might yeah. not know anything when you start but how many other collectible games are you paying 16 dollars for five things pokemon you're playing what you're paying what four or five dollars but you're getting what 10 cards magic again, same thing it, again it's again it's cards though it is. It's like it's it's literal just card like stuff printed on a you know. And these are little plastic figurines. So, to me as a new player, I wouldn't. I'm not buying for sixteen bucks. No way. The only reason why I got I was the only reason is the wrong way to say it. But the thing that intrigued me when I first started was I was paying eight bucks for four figures. Wasn't that bad? And that, and that was when. That was. Back in 2005. So it's been 16 years. And they've doubled the the price of a booster. And only getting one additional and figure. One additional figure. And even My... back then, you got a BFC, you got a fee card, or you got a bystander. Yes, the bystanders didn't do anything, but it was still something added into this. So technically, you were still getting five elements 
for each booster. Yeah, the price point for this game kind of sucks. But to Dan's point, too, you're also getting a plastic displayable piece instead of just a card. Yes. Yeah, that's my that's my biggest thing is it costs more per unit to do the mold and then manufacture. Yes, to do all that plus the dial and the and the clicking mechanism then to just print something on a like whatever 4 by 3 card. No, and I get that aspect of it, but I'm not I'm, I'm not still saying, saying a new player not is not going to care about that. Well, no, I understand that. I'm not stating that they shouldn't do things to imp- I feel like they should be then improving or uh, enriching their boosters a little bit to give players a little bit more benefit so that yours uh, you're feeling like you're getting your money's worth. Like maybe drop an extra super rare and a couple extra boosters in each brick so that way people are like, hey, look, I'm getting my money's worth out of this. But yeah, then like you know, with the last set it felt like they're doing the opposite of that. Yeah, and that might have been just a fluke. Like I we we don't yeah. know because they yeah. don't state everything, but it might have just not been intentional. Again, it was a new um the new manufacturer of those figs that, you know, the actual plastic figure doing the molding. So that might've been part of the problem was now the distros way off because it wasn't who they had doing it for the past, who knows how long. And so they had their system down of how to sort and, you know, package them correctly. Versus the new people might not have been as attentive to detail and completely mucked that up. Yeah. I just, but again, again, they don't, they don't communicate enough, so then you don't necessarily know, so you just think you're getting the shaft. It just it feels like WizKids, to me, is dropping the ball as of late. It all started with the delay of House of X, and I know that was probably something that out of their control. I think that was more of an alliance thing. That was a distributor. Yeah, that, so that's not thing. on WizKids, but it's still... It, it, they feel it's like connected. a snowball effect, yes. kind of, yeah. where it's like... That rolls the, into the crappy distro that's now rolling into these rules changes that well, it seems yeah. like they're trying to cater to newer people while insulting their older. Yes, versus well, and, you think, again, the they probably started doing these updates freaking two years ago. Because if, we, if, we, if, yeah. we, if we remember their, the way that their model works is every set's about two years off. So Wonder Woman's probably was started being rolled out two years ago so they've been probably trying to collect data and like i don't remember where the game was two years ago and how people felt and all that like i mean it just feels like they're being dishonest with us like how they're like oh we're we're gonna charge two dollars more but give you more dynamic sculpts no you're not I mean, the figures are better, be, uh, bigger, but there's nothing dynamic about them. You you made them sound like you're going to do this whole new revamp of how you made sculpts. No, you didn't. It well, was more my like thing is like, no, I'll finish. I was just saying, it's it's just like we're going to give you a reason why we're doing it, but it's just blowing smoke up your butt. Like we're just going to come up with an excuse that sounds legit. But it really isn't. Now, I understand they can't give every single figure in the set this cool dynamic sculpt because that's going to be costing money and stuff like that. But it just felt like another excuse to why they had to charge two more dollars per booster. Yeah. And my other thing is, like, they will get into this later, but, like, the third article is, like, a feedback article. It's like, where are you getting this feedback from? 
we don't have a player rep that can go to whiz kids and be like hey these are the issues that we're having we've all gone to origins and conventions before i have i've never been talked to about anything related to the game i've never seen a survey a, that you drop out somewhere for players to right, talk like about no one's ever no one's ever been talked to about it like where are you getting all this feedback from you scrolling through facebook because then you should see that your community is not very happy right now with anything that you've been doing as of late. Yeah, so I I don't know. It just it just feels. I don't. Hero Clicks was in a such good a good place last year, and it's starting on such a low. And and I know, for me especially, change is scary. When they put That's, the when they put the dials on the back of cards, most people didn't like it, and then eventually we accepted it and we moved on it. Change is scary. When they started putting in Bond figures, or they started making five figure boosters, people don't like changes to their game once they start learning how to play it and they're comfortable with it. So it takes people time to accept the change of a game, but. It just feels like there's been so many changes in the last two months, and it's just it's too much. Well, and I feel like that's probably how it felt last time they did rules updates. I bet you 10 to 1 that's probably how it felt last time because they changed a lot in the last update. Yeah. Well, so. my other thing is, like, did they really have to do this now? It seems like bad timing. Like, with the pandemic and everything, like, nobody's really playing in person right now. You had such a good year up until House of X where there was a lot of feel-good from the community because the sets were all good and there was good mechanics and stuff. But on the other hand, nobody's playing, and now you're going to piss off everybody by making all these rules changes? Look at Richard. It sounds like he's pretty much done because they're not playing in person. They've messed up Distro and all this other stuff, and he's just like not interested in it It's more expensive. Because it's more expensive, because of the pandemic, he's very disinterested in playing, and this is kind of like the final nail in the coffin, so he's, it sounds like he's kind of done. When you can't tell me that's an isolated feeling, there's going to be plenty of of normally regular players that are going to be just like, well, you know what, I'm done now. Yeah, which I hope that's not the case, but, you know, we'll just kind of have to see how it plays out with Richard, I guess I should say, but, um, you know. Um, when you think of how I, many sets that we've had that people are buying that they're not playing, JLU, Fantastic Four, Carnage. Absolute Carnage, and now House of X. That's four sets that I know there's some places that are playing in person right now, but there's not a lot. I mean, what's really keeping HeroClix alive right now is Roll20, and it's not even a WizKid-sponsored site. Yeah. Which Honestly, I'm if, really if shocked. If WizKids wanted to do anything, they really need to throw them a bone. I don't know why they wouldn't. It's And I can't say, and I can't, I don't even think they can make the argument, oh, we don't know what Roll20 is. Bull crap. Oh, I feel, I feel like they could try and they'd fail, but they would try. Yeah. It's like how you, I mean, you have to just think people like Howard Brock and PJ and whoever, even us, for holding tournaments for your game when you're not doing that. We're keeping your game alive when you're just giving us the product but barely doing anything for us. 
So it feels like there's a lot of giving on our end and a lot of taking on their end. Yeah, All right. I would agree. Next article. Next article, which is um, hitting the bench. Oh, so, this one's going to be the not fun one. <laughs> the last one wasn't the not fun one. Oh, but I feel like this is worse. All right. Dan, take us through like the hitting the bench like... article. Okay. So, Dan, if you get sick of talking, I can jump no, in no, on no, this no, one, no, too. No, 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 no. I'm thinking more of the reactions from you two, not necessarily the, like, I can read it. I just, I'm yeah. more <laughs> thinking, like, oh, if I thought the last article had good commentary. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. All right, so, shoot. WizKids is talking, so there. this is hitting the bench. So standard powers and hero clicks are a part of what makes it feasible to fit so much gameplay information onto the combat dial. However, 48 powers are a <clears> lot <throat> of powers. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, when you consider all the in-game terms a player needs to understand, it's a little, little, it's a little over 100 terms. We wanted to make the less, this less daunting without eliminating abilities from the game. So the result is that starting with DC Wonder Woman, there will be standard powers that aren't used on any of the figures in the set. So they won't be on the dials, they won't be in special powers. So they're not going away. They will still be included in the pack. They will still be usable on any figure that currently has the power in modern, out of modern, whatever. What they're talking about is a design change. So this is part of their design philosophy for at least the stint here. Or I don't know how this is going to go, if this is going to be like a rotational thing, if they're going to um, be like rotating things like in and out of like what powers they're going to bench and what powers they're not. Um, and again, they address this in the response article or like the feedback article that was posted the day after. So, um, and then they said, so like we said before, 48 powers is a lot. So, um, but just like the indomitable, not the number of powers in hero clicks relates to other considerations. So one of their goals was to make sets and lower rarity figures easier for new players to digest. One of the ways that we did that was by making low. Uh, uh, making the total quantity of different powers standard or special across all the commons smaller without putting a number on it when a player opens a booster they'll be getting fewer different abilities than they would have before um so i have some issues with that comment with this statement right here uh, with this little stint of a paragraph so um it's just from a, a, a from my, my own perspective but i can cover that later um fewer standard powers changes how figures feel different from each other Right now, one of the ways that figures, especially low-rarity ones, is that without many special powers, feel different from one another is they have two or three standard powers on any given click that are different from similar figures. That inflates the complexity of common figures and often inflates their point values, too. So in Wonder Woman and upcoming sets, expect to see figures in similar roles that feel different because their keywords dial length combat values and combos with other figures. So for the most part, the things you need, you'd need to do in any hero clicks game, like deal damage, increase your combat values, or reduce damage, are still within grasp, even though you have fewer standard powers to make those things happen. So existing standard powers that they want to or get better. So by some standard powers getting printed on fewer figures, characters ha- that have substantial powers get better. When we say substitutional, uh, we mean some powers fall in categories. The list of categories below. Is a fi- isn't official or comprehensive, and some powers could show up in multiple categories. So there are damage reducers, like toughness, invincible, and impervious. There are evaders, like super senses and shape change. There is mobility, sidestep, TK, charge, hypersonic speed, and running shot. There are boosters, like perplex, enhancement and power, range combat expert, and close combat expert. There are terrain, like smoke cloud and barrier. There are piercers, such as pulse weight, penetrating psychic blast, exploit weakness, and precision strike. And then there is utility, such as outwit, perplex, and prob. 
Specifically, what they're talking about is most obvious when looking at the boosters. When, with multiple ways to boost your combat values, we frequently see players gravitate towards Perplex. It's almost always the best one, even if the cost more, even if it costs more points to have it on your dial. High-value figures with enhancement or empowerment are, are more likely... I like how they sold empowerment, even though it's in power. <laughs> are more likely to shine if there are, a fewer, if there are fewer Perplex figures in the metagame to use as functional substitutes. So which standard powers are benched? So going forward, starting with Wonder Woman, the powers that are going to be benched but will rotate in and out accordingly depending on set, we, and we don't know like how this is going to work, but it, are, it is Leap Climb, Super Strength, Willpower, Earthbound Neutralize, Precision Strike, Pulse Wave, Battle Fury, Range Combat Expert, Perplex, Shape Change, Invincible, Force Blast, Hypersonic Speed, and Support. So that's a lot of powers. I find it ironic that um, it was what? Hold on. Invincible. A lot of pink powers. Precision strike. So the two of the four most recent powers that they've added to the game are the ones that are getting benched already. Yeah, and that kind of makes me laugh because then I always remember like people talking about, yeah, Impervious used to be king. And I'm like, well, now Impervious will be king again, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it's kind of funny. So so from like as far as like my thought on this, like I find from a design aspect it is interesting because they're not necessarily going away. The problem with this whole thing for me is that how introducing these powers in other sets will affect the overall like gameplay because obviously people will gravitate to p- figures with better powers. Like obviously pulse wave, like taking out pulse wave, I don't necessarily see as bad. It's just, it's a then, it's you change how your strategy goes, because I don't necessarily have that, to then just blanket, not have to worry about whatever I'm shooting at. It's a very powerful power, but then on the backside, it's like, when it comes back in a set, I mean, yeah, that's where I think part of it for me is, is the biggest thing, is then reintroducing these are very hard, because of the fact that some of these are incredibly powerful. Invincible, Precision Strike, Hypersonic. Pulse yeah. wave. Yeah. So they're very powerful. And so that could just create large imbalances in the overall meta. And, and, not, and not even just quoting modern, but just in general. Like just the fact of like, then you might not use figures from a certain set. Like Wonder Woman might just fall off the face of the map because like, even though they, right. again, we haven't seen hardly any of Wonder Woman. From the three dials, I liked a lot of what I saw, but at the same time, I need to see the set as a whole in order to make a final judgment, because I don't know how the rest of it's going to look. But again, if they reintroduce some of these powers later, in the set, when when Wonder Woman is still in rotation, that's going to really like shift the balance, which maybe that's what they want, but I don't know. That's the thing that I feel like is going to be having to take real good care in, is then reintroducing all these powers that they have benched. Am I necessarily against, like, benching powers? No, because I think that makes set design interesting between sets. And I feel like that was something they already did, because certain sets have more of certain powers than others. Like, Carnage, there's going to be a lot of shape change. A lot of shape change. And a lot of... Exactly. So, that's something that we were already somewhat familiar with. This just seems like them more or less spelling it out that, hey, we're actually trying to take more of our design philosophy into this, which, I mean, I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing. But then the other thing is the set that they're doing this with feels a little off because 
super strength. Yeah, that feels like a Wonder Woman type power. Um, well, and it's also funny too because they literally just changed super strength too, so where you like can't use it with hypersonic and all this stuff. And well, like, yeah, oh, that was that look, was no one's was... using it because we messed it up. So well, that no, was we're the... just gonna not use it as much. I mean, that was the that was the change. What the 2017 change, right? Was the, yeah. the they, took, they got the yeah. So. I, and yeah, so like I don't necessarily understand like the ex- that explanation is that's weird because they said as a power that was previously more complicated and has diminishing returns throughout the game since heavy objects get used up. I mean, I feel like it doesn't still have diminishing returns because I still really like knockback. Yeah, as knockback well, is and, fun. And the other one is that's on here, obviously. Okay, so we can go through each of these powers if we really want to, but like. They just said in the last article they're going to change willpower, and now they're going to, what, take it away? They're not going to use it as much, if at all, so we're just going to change it and then not use it? Like, how does that make any sort of sense? Like, that's stupid. Obviously, Leap Climb and Earthbound were not powers that were used a lot, so how about instead of taking them away, you redesign the stupid power? Which is, I think, what they're doing because they specifically mentioned that um, for Leap Climb is that yeah, there's a good chance did. it's coming back in a slightly more powerful form, which is good, I think, because I feel like Leap Climb was underused. It so just it that's, feels that's that's good. It I think. feels like they're dumbing the game down for these new players that don't even exist, and the people that are getting hurt are all the guy, all the veteran players that have been playing this game for twenty years. Like if it just feels like that's this... exactly what it says in Battle Fury. The usefulness of Battle Fury is hard to understand for a beginner. It's a great choice for veteran players trying to get around shape change and mind control. But given that shape change is also going to be on the bench, we felt it's comfortable to bat- benching Battle Fury as well. Um, what? Like, like... wouldn't you want to keep the game semi the same and then just have the experienced players? teach the new players rather than do it our hey we're gonna make this game so stupid and so easy anybody can play the game but for so, all you guys okay. that have played it in the past you so have to now one, change so your entire wait, strategy wait, 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 on how to wait, play wait, this wait. game before you just start before you like jump off the, the bridge there oh i'm so, falling already i i don't <laughs> don't I'll throw you a freaking line I'm going to throw you a life preserver here. So the one thing about this is the powers aren't going away. What we're talking about here is that this set was designed without the use of these powers. That does not mean yeah. that. No, and I, I, I understand that. So I'm just I'm just trying to clarify so people listening will be like, oh, they're not going away. They're still going to be on the pack. They're still going to be usable on other figures. And these will probably rotate in and out. I think that's what the 2.5 article addressed is that they will be floating in and out um, so that they're not, like, gone forever. Um, I just... It's like... Yes, it's... as far as far as this set, this set, this set feels like that, yes, that they did dumb it down, and it's more or less in the way they're necessarily describing it. I feel like if they would have put more emphasis on, look, this is our overall, like, game design philosophy here, and if they didn't include all of the, hey, we need to make this easier for newer players, like, no, we just did this because we feel like this would freshen up the game and would be a different, better design philosophy to then 
change how we design characters for this set. Like Mary Marvel, now she's got full speed charge with no drawback. Pretty good to be able to move set 11 squares with no drawback. I like it, especially not having any move in a straight line. Um, I know she's a super rare, but that was the first one that stood out to me. So, And it feels uh, thematic for someone like that. It just, the, again, the their reasoning for doing these don't make sense to me. Like how their, their second sentence. However, 48 standard powers is a lot of powers. Not really. I mean, that's Especially why you have a PAC so- card in yeah. front of you. I mean, did I know all whatever how many powers there are when I first started? No, you have to memorize it. Okay. Have you I ever have played one. Warhammer where each uh, whatever you want to call it Battalion. has their own book? <laughs> that's I, a lot of powers. That's, that's, the, that's the one thing I, I guess I was going to say as a counterpoint, Tyler, to your cost thing was have you seen how expensive Warhammer is to play? Like, the expense, and like I said, each species, battalion, whatever you want to call it, they have their own book. <laughs> like My counterpoint to the Warhammer argument, but I feel would be, I take more pride in fielding my Warhammer stuff because I put in the time and effort to paint it, so whether how bad or good it looks is on me, where True. as Heroclix, everything is obviously, like, pre-painted and True, a lot of it to that's where i feel like the price is coming from because it's already all pre-made ready to go you don't have to do anything to it necessarily but then why does it all look like um trying to find th- a word without swearing i don't think it all necessarily looks ugly no it doesn't but you get like look at the magnetos from the most recent set he's got the purple uh, glowing plastic around his hand, which is white. All of the ones I have look like garbage because it's like the white paint bleeds into the The purple purple, purple, like um, power effect that's supposed to be for his magnetism. Like, if you're gonna charge me two more dollars because these sculpts are supposed to look better, actually make them look better. Yes, I know. That's a fair argument. I'm only stating what I'm thinking of from a manufacturing standpoint. Is that yeah. that it's that we're getting figures that are, pre, you know, you, you they come out the box and you can feel them. You don't have to do anything to them. You might want yeah. to. But you don't necessarily have to. That was all I was trying to state. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but your point is completely fair, and I've had that on more than one occasion where I I've right. actually went and bought a new figure. Because the sculpt that I got was slightly deformed, and I'm a little OCD when it comes to that. And I'm like, you look a little ugly, dude. I need to get a new one. Yeah. Right. I don't mind and- change, like I said, but it just it's like one on top of another these next couple months. So the thing about, the only thing that I want to say to that is, is I'm going to go back to their whole like design philosophy thing. So they wanted to keep the Wonder Woman set coming out. They already had been designing this for two years, and so the fact is... I don't know if they felt they could just push off the rule changes because of how Wonder Woman was coming out. Yeah. That's that's my only thinking. I don't know. If that's I, guess. I, don't, I don't know if that's like it just right or not, is bad but, timing. I guess yes, it is very bad timing. But again, I don't know if this was completely in their control because of how last year went, and currently just, and currently continues to go to bleed into this year. I just—it's also ironic to me that they're benching range combat expert, but not close combat expert. They think they gave a reasoning for that. Hold on. 
Yeah, it says enhancement is relatively better than empower, so we benched RTE because it lets your range attackers be more self-sufficient. <clears throat> range attackers are inherently stronger than close attackers, so self-sufficiency wasn't something they needed as badly. And they, it, that also kind of goes back to their 48 powers is a lot. It's not really, because there's like a bunch of them that are inherently the same. It's just like RCE and CCE are the yeah. same power. Yep. It's just once for ranged, once, once for, close. for close. Yeah. Same Which thing I, yeah. with toughness, invuln, and to a lesser extent impervious because they're all damage reducers. It's just a different value and then impervious gets an extra rollout. So yeah, there's like and then even, like charge even, and running shot, same thing, just close versus range. Yeah, there are subtle differences to each of those powers, and yes, that that's all. The I agree. I, I that's why we can cover in Article Two Point Five because there was a lot of feedback coming from that article, which I still don't know where they got it from. But okay, I don't know, but I'm at least happy they said something. So let's move I to guess. that one because we are coming up to an hour and a half, so we can kind of yeah, I'll try to I'll try to speed run this as fast as I can here. Okay. So basically they said uh, 2.5 is our is their feedback article. So they said that they appreciate that everyone had such strong feelings about Heroclix and are excited to work with the community to improve their plans. This week's rules articles have been some of the most discussed Heroclix topic in recent memory. Our intent was to begin our explanation of the rules changes with what we believe our biggest changes are the biggest changes coming. So they wanted to jump right into pushing damage. So, one of, so they were talking about the tactical moments. Addressing is knowing when to push and when not to. Um, it does have a lot of strategic tra- trade-offs, but it's also a rule that is cumbersome when applied to every figure work- worked around in a lot of cases and a wall that must be climbed for early players. So <clears throat> they they said they heard loud and clear that it's a huge benefit to experienced players. They said given the amount of feedback we're receiving and the fact that utilizing changes in the dial is intrinsic to Heroclix in the future, we're absolutely in- well, they said that they'll absolutely ensure that we are designing figures in future sets that explicitly have self-damaging abilities to allow players to pivot to their abilities. Frankly, this is how it should have been from the beginning. Subtle expert-level play applied to a subset of figures rather than universally across all figures. So that was the change they wanted to address specifically. I think that's dumb, but okay. I want to. See I don't like it, their reasoning. I don't like the reasoning. I do want to see how it plays out because I am curious about the whole mechanic well, of introducing, you know, like self-damaging, which is fine. It, to me, it goes back to Adam's point before, like a Superman or like a Silver Surfer or like a Galactus should be able to do more from a like a physical standpoint, like in the actual action of doing stuff yeah. than like a Green Arrow or a Batman because they have a different, a completely different power set. To, so like, my... So my take on that, and this is something that I think might we might see in the future, I'm not sure, is that they might expand upon this so that um, those types of figures have a way to act even more frequently than people that just can take two tokens and not take push damage. I think that might be a trend that the way they're going, similarly to how the giants, the, the great size works now. Not yeah. maybe, maybe not the same mechanic, but that's something I could see down the pipeline where a Superman has an ability that, you know... Can do two... 
can charge twice during a turn or something Ex- instead of one. Yes, or just an ability to just keep going in a different fashion than Colossal Stamina was. Okay, and my counterpoint to that would be, then say that. I understand like, that, and that's why I, com- say, I say Come that. out and say, hey, we're going to dumb this down for a little bit, and then we're going to like strip away some of the fat, so to speak, and then we're going to start adding layers back onto it. And that's what I think they're doing, is they're trying to strip it down a little bit, figure out what works well in clicks, and then improve upon it, and make it better. And that's what they really should have said, instead of the, like, yeah. all this other nonsense. Instead of, oh, we're gonna, you know, make this all for newer players that uh, we so, don't have. It's like, they're afraid to tell us the truth. Like, they want, like, they're making us feel like we're not smart enough to know what they're doing. That or they're just scared of the blowback, one or the other. I think it would be a PR thing more than uh, they think we're stupid. Yeah, I think they're afraid of the blowback, honestly. Yeah. Um. So the next part about it is they've put, they want to put some players' minds at ease with some erratas. So Armor from House of X is getting a, a unnamed trait that if she was on a starting click and given an action token after resolutions, you may deal her one unavoidable damage. Same with Immortal Hulk, so he gets even better. Than he already is, because he can literally just push to click two with one action token. Which he and then, never really had to do anyways, because people found a way around that. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying now you don't have to influence him into a wall. Yeah. He can literally just equip the octopus arms, and now, hey, look, I'm Hulk! Oh, what's uh... <laughs> So, oh my god, he's so much better now. Oh, or I should say disgusting. Um, and then they said that they will add more figures to the list above. Please be patient with us as we are in the, we, they are in the process with this great feedback and continue to roll out plans for changes in the in the future. So they also wanted to apply a general allotted to all characters that have Colossal Stamina printed as part of their trait or special power. So characters with Colossal Stamina have the same gameplay as Colossal Stamina from the 2017 core rules and pack. These errata will be on the Heroclix rules form for reference in the future, so fans don't need to track down this article. Colossal Stamina will not be used as a key phrase moving forward, but will appear as a previous rule in the Heroclix Comprehensive Rules for 2021. So the Comprehensive Rulebook will have this in there under probably, I'm assuming, past rules. I think that, like, okay, for standard-sized characters, I keep using God Doom and Juggernaut just because they're the most recent iterations Sup- of Superman this. Or Superman Prime is another one with Colossus Stamina. Or the, I think... Is no the right the rare suit man didn't get that from JLU, but and uh, there's yeah. an ex- didn't that Xavier we just did make it meta on like three podcasts ago. Had yes, he also has stamina. Yes, okay. So for those characters, I think that is a good change because it doesn't really change them too much from what they were. No, they they work just as intended. I think it's dumb for colossals though, because. They're already getting improved over the with the three to six willpower thing, and now they're also still getting colossal stamina. No, they won't be. It's only list. It's only if it's listed as a special power or part of a trait. So for the combat, that's not what it says. Yeah, it says we wanted we wanted to apply a general errata to all characters that have colossal stamina printed as part of a trait or special power. But the header says characters with Colossal Stamina. So wouldn't that be the Colossal Stamina that is included in the Colossal Damage symbol? No, because that's being changed as part of the great size because Colossal Stamina is not being used as a key phrase. But So it's it, they'll draw what their bonus is getting from their great size, not, for, uh, okay. not 
because the the colossal stamina I th- was a separate key phrase, but I thought it tied into great size or I something like t- that. I don't remember anymore. So, but this is only applying to characters that have like That's, specifically okay. listed saying that hey, I have colossal stamina. All right, I That's guess it's it. not so bad. No, it's it's not. It's but I like that they're leaving the ones that had it intended to work as they should instead of yeah. being, instead Did of trying you, to like fidget them some other way could you imagine if god doom didn't have colossal stamina anymore like <laughs> i feel like he's uh, not competitive anymore bye i feel like well i'm sorry dude that's awful all okay. right why don't you read so, the last part and then we will wrap right. up this episode so they all right so, okay, so the last part is diving into the topic of benching powers. So it said, while we began by putting 14 powers onto the bench for a few sets, moving forward, we are going to put fewer powers onto the bench, probably about six. So they're cutting that more than in half. So that's good. So we'll be shifting which powers are benched. We're also, we're also going to treat the bench more as a guideline than a rule. We had already made an exception in a set that's been designed to treat shape change within a team ability as an exception, which I'm assuming they're relaying as in Fantastic Four. Future Foundation. I'm thinking that's what because of the fact that we have scrolls and that's that. I don't know I don't, if they're. I don't, I don't think know if they're, so because all these rules changes are supposed to start with Wonder Woman, which comes out after Future Foundation. That's true. So then I don't know what they're talking about. Unless do we know what's coming out after Wonder Woman. Nope, we do not. We have. Okay. I, I, I have no another Fantastic Four set with more scrolls. It, it seems like that might, or I'm, I'm thinking something Galactic Guardians in that realm, maybe? I don't maybe. know. I have no idea. Let me double check the release schedule and see if I can see anything. Okay, well, what you're looking up that. Uh, I, got, I, I got it, but there's, okay. there's literally nothing besides Wonder Woman, so. Okay. Um, so, also important is that some players have reacted as if existing characters with these abilities won't have them any longer. That isn't the case. Characters that have perplexed on their dial or within their traits will still be able to utilize it. We're trying to keep sets fresh and new for all players and rotating mechanics in and out of modern helps this goal. We also wanted to note that as we pull back a bit on the concept of benching powers, the 2021 Heroclix sets have already been designed, playtested, and in some cases printed, and with the original list of bench powers. However, even though you will not see these powers on the on dials in these sets, we believe that the figures in the sets are great representations of the characters in, in both theme and gameplay. Of course, the best way to show you this is to preview a few of the figures so you can judge them for yourself. We appreciate that despite some people having strong feelings about these changes, they're thoughtfully considering the information we're putting out there and allowing us to hear their concerns. Heroclix is more than a game. It's a community that we care deeply about and hope to continue to bring great experiences to. Thank you again for your trust and patience, and we look forward to hearing additional feedback on the upcoming information starting again on Monday. Okay. So, and then they so, released they, they release three dials, a Wonder Woman, a Donna Troy, and a Mary Shazam. Which I have a comment about that, too. But first, now that they're going to be rotating powers in and out of sets, I want a press release before every set. To These are the powers that we're benching for this for such and such set. Yeah, which I feel like is appropriate. They should be like they should they stay should on top be. of that to be like, hey, this is what's coming back in, this is what's going out. So Yeah. Second of all, why is every Wonder Woman theme set like the women of DC? Like it's like the last time we had a Wonder Woman set too, that's like we're just gonna throw all the women in that set and that's gonna be the theme. Seems dumb. 
those characters should be sprinkled into other properly themed sets instead of just having, oh, let's throw all the women in one set. Because um, I feel like they only have the one DC set a year, so they're trying to fit in as much as they can. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems dumb. That's, anyway. my own, that's my only thought. So, All right. So, yeah, expect a lot of changes coming up. I know a lot of people are pretty upset uh, right now, but hopefully it will be the best thing for the game. I don't know. I'm still on the fence about it, but only time will tell. It, just, it feels like we're going to have to learn not really a new game, but we're going to have to learn how we play as a player much differently now. Especially it when... Seems like- it seems like every five years we have to relearn a new well, game. And like, now. just looking at the three figures that they showed for this one, it's like I keep thinking they all have Indomitable when that's just like the normal. But not even that. It's like when you look at Donna Troy, her first three clicks, she has all of the same powers, and then her next three, they're different, but they're all the same powers. But yeah, stats look, are changing. Mary, Mary Shazam is. The same thing too. First three clicks, exactly the same. And powers. so is Wonder Woman. Last... And it just the the dials seem very boring to me. Like it's not there's not a lot of variety in it, and that's what they're going for. But I don't know if I like that. Like I'm just trying to think of other figures out there that have a good variety of like I'm looking at my Leonardo da Venom right now. You know he's kind of the same way. He's got three. Two clicks of all the same powers, two clicks of all the same powers, two clicks of all the same powers. Like, is that what we're going to see now? And we're not just going to see a bunch of yeah, but I feel diversity like in a lot of these I figures? Feel like, I feel like we've seen a lot of that for the for a while, though. Like, there may have been some variation, but, I mean, a lot of figures have that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll just have to see what happens next. Well, like we were talking about on Discord, it's not like we're going to quit. But it's also kind I'm of too one of those things where it's, it's also kind of one of those where it's like, I might not, like, if this is how it's going to go and I don't like an overall theme of the set. Well, like you were saying before, Dan, like, if they just start rotating Pulse Wave out of, like, one set and then bring it back for the next two, well, the one set with without Pulse Wave, I might just buy less of because it doesn't have as good of powers on the figures. Yeah, and that's something I feel like they'll need to make sure they deal with because, it, again, when you reintroduce a power like that that just wipes everything away for the most part, you you can't tell me that it's not going to screw with, you know, like this... Power like, balances. It, yeah, exactly. Like, you're, like this, you know, some of these, like Mary Shazam, you introduce a character later that then has Pulse Wave, she's just out. Yeah. So, which sucks. Like, I don't think she's necessarily a bad figure. I think she's got a lot going on for her. But it, I feel like they're going to have to be very, uh, not necessarily just like on top of, but just they're going to have to take great care with how they, how they rotate, how, stuff. Yeah. how they rotate things in and out. I'm I'm not necessarily against them rotating things in and out because it's not they're not going away. They're just trying to show off different powers. So we try to make use of different powers more that they can make adjustments to powers like say leap climb that might come back and might be way better than it was initially which is fine like 
changing something to make it overall better isn't bad. It's just that, or who knows? Like, I think that was one thing they commented about shape change was that it was like an evasive power that was stuck in the damage slot. So then you couldn't have something else there. Okay, it's not like they have white powers that can you I can put on my defense that says I have shape change and I don't know super of senses or something. Of course, I'm just thinking that who knows they might change shape change to a defensive power instead of uh, it being a damage power. I don't know. Yeah, but that's just something that I was reading between the lines. I'm like, I don't yeah. necessarily think that that's bad. It would screw up the whole like shape change super senses combination, but I don't know if that's necessarily bad overall if that was something they were thinking about doing and again it was something they'd need to communicate ahead of i feel like ahead of time well but, and the other no. thing i said too like going back to the they have 48 powers and that's too many then why did you make all the wwe stuff modern legal now I have to bring two PACs just in yeah. case I don't know what any of the WWE stuff does. Yeah, and you have a freaking pick a power that can pick any power, and you are playing a WWE figure on your force, and so you can yeah, then pick WWE powers. Yeah, dumb. No, I get it. I feel like a lot of it was inconsistent and not. I don't feel like they had all of their like ducks, ducks in, in a row. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I. You know, I try to take the good with it and at least try to see the positive of what they're trying to do. Because, I mean, obviously, I feel like the game should change over time. I don't think it should be, like, literally the same thing at what as what it has been since Infinity Challenge or Clobber in Time. Or I can't remember the first Hero Click set ever, but... Um, Infinity Challenge. Okay. Yeah, obviously, challenge. I don't think it should be the same exact game. I feel like no, I don't be. either. But I think uh, gradual changes over time is a better yes. option than we're going to change everything right now. Yes, you know, and what I, mean? I, I I agree with that. More frequent like tweaks and or updates would probably be much greater appreciated than a massive like, hey, here's our five year update, and you're like, shit. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse my language, but. Uh, that's I, I agree with that because I feel like that's a big. I feel like it's harder learning all of that in one chunk than sprinkling it out like year over year. Yeah. So. All right. So before we end our tonight's podcast, we are going to do our last segment, which is our clicksing it crew question of the day. There's no such thing as stupid questions, except for Billy's questions. And that question was. Now, with the new legacy cards out, what legacy cards do you hope are going to come out? So, Eric Griffin says, Giganto the Mole Monster. <laughs> Matthew Ventura says, Hawkeye, but after Vulture rotates. So, I'm assuming he's talking why, about the Chase Vulture. Why, why do we, Chase why do we want to chase Hawkeye back again? I don't know. Louis. I, only, only because I feel like they're trying to do this for car, like for figures that have been out for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I was getting from it too. Because look at like everything was from Galactic Guardians. Like that's yeah. a pretty old set. So I don't think they're going to rotate something that's only been out for three years, only been only been gone for like a year and a half or two years or whatever. Because it was 2017. So no. Uh, Lou Manatee uh, said, and this is my favorite one of all these con artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though she did never have a card. She Matthew a card. Perez LaCroix says, any Hulk, Doc Sampson, and PSNLE Hulk. Pipe dream here. Maddie G says, um, Web of Spider-Man, Nightcrawler, Rare Flash from the Flash set. 
McConnell Lamar says Doug, D U H G. I'm not sure who he's talking about. Doug. Doug. Yeah. At... From the from the Thor Dark World set. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was the Doug's army guy. Gotcha. He had a bunch of people. His anyway. Dustin Kennedy says Weapon X from Cap. Matt Zerfay said Flash, time. God of Death. Please, God, no. Yeah, yes, no, please. No, bring, need him. Please don't, please don't bring him back. Yes, uh, please. Jeff Dunham uh, Dumas says, None. Let the past be the past. <laughs> and Carlos Muncha said, The sky is the limit. Um, I really don't have an answer. I couldn't tell you what. I mean, I'm sure I have some ideas of what out there that I would like as a legacy card, but I can't think anything off the top of my brain right so, now. It looks like what they're doing is they're doing like the newer white cards, I guess, or that's where they're starting is the newer versions of the white cards. But that's that's where my head's at with that. But I don't know necessarily. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I do like this new mechanic. I hope it's not just a one and done. I hope they do it for other sets as well. No, the legacy cards thing is like super cool. I yeah. actually yeah. dig that. Yeah, I, I really do too. Like when, especially when they announce like a figure that I really like is going to be a legacy card. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I really want that. I was the like, first. I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be like when Porter pulled over the figures, and I saw everyone I was like, oh yeah, okay, Morgan Lefay, Human Torch, those are all good. That's that's gonna be fun. And I kind of wish Wiz Kids, like I said, I don't know where they're getting these surveys or intel from from players, but I would like them to even like put out a survey. Who would you like to see as a legacy card? And then people can, um, you know, send them examples of who they would like just to get a little feedback from us and not just assume who we would like. Like, I don't know who gives a crap about Morg. Dwayne. Besides Dwayne. (laughs) Besides him. So the one reason I think they did that was because they all... Well, yeah, exactly. He's a herald. He's relatable to the set. Like, even Morgan Le Fay is relatable to the set. She's Doom's little fling thing, you know. So most of the figures mm-hmm. are relatable to the set. So that's probably why they picked them. I love Morg that might Morgan not be the, too. Morgan, like, or Morg may not be the best example to pick, but they probably didn't want to pick Tyrant. So Yeah. Because Tyrant was, Tyrant was pretty bonkers when he was originally there, so bringing him back into modern might be kind of, you know, who knows. Yeah. But that is going to be our podcast. Um, it is time for me to go get two hours of sleep, wake up with baby, go back for two hours of sleep, and go wake up with baby, and then do it all over for about the next six months. So I just want to thank Tyler and Dan for joining me on the little rant that we had here on today. Make sure you hop on over to glasscalethobbies.com and get in some case breaks on the new Future Foundation set that's coming out apparently in like two or three weeks. And then use code CLIXINGIT, C-L-I-X-I-N-I-T, and get 5% off your order. Also, check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash CLIXINGIT and get in on our February Patreon. We just finished our January Patreon and expect a pretty big one for our March Patreon because that is going to be the one-year anniversary of our podcast and when we started our Patreon. So expect some nice prizes in that one. We're technically we're over one, but our podcast isn't, but I'm going to use the podcast because we used to have the, the round tables in the good old dungeon of my old oh, house, oh my but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to count that as the birth of clicksing it. <laughs> I like our podcast better. It was I just was sad that Tyler couldn't be there initially because that would have been fun. Yeah. But um, I'm happy you're here now, so. Better late than never, I suppose, unless you're not trying to get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I don't know if we'll ever see Richard again, like Tyler said. It sounds like he's has one has had one foot out the door as of late with clicks, and this might be the final push. But maybe we can get him on a, a goodbye tour if he, that is the case for him on here. But thanks so, again. What's that? Yeah, about I feel like we should – our next week, are we going to be covering the set? Because I feel like depending on how much Porter pulls, that's different from what we already see. Yeah. It might end up being a good portion of the set. Yeah, yeah so, like – like obviously, probably not all the chases will be spoiled by that point. But I mean, we literally have two weeks, so I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm just, I was just throwing it out there. Well, we'll probably so next week we'll probably do some more um, previews, and if they drop any more rule changes on us, we'll probably talk about that's, that. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So yeah, the next couple episodes is going to be um, previews, and then probably in three weeks or so, we're going to do a set review. So expect that for coming up. Also, if you guys want in on the Make It Meta tournament that's coming out in March, make sure you contact oh, yeah. me on Facebook. It's only $10 to enter. We got some pretty cool prizes for first, second, third, and fourth place. Basically, we're going to give one figure that everybody has to use for each round, and you're just going to have to do your best to make it meta. But thanks again for joining us for the last hour and 45 minutes. Make sure you guys are staying safe out there, and as always, keep clicking it. <laughs>